You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. What's up, everybody? This is Dre with Bill 206, Bill 206 Media. This is another episode of our Bill Block Wealth podcast. I'm in the studio with Kiana Pickett with The Postman. Happy to have you. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. Glad you could make it. So let's jump jump right on into the questions and get this interview rolling. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background and how you got into doing the work with The Postman or opening The Postman? Talk about your vision and your your husband's vision. Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah. So I'm born and raised in Seattle. I'm not from the central district or the south end. So people <laughs> might not know me, but um, I grew up in Park Lake Homes, which is in on the west side. And um, fourth grade, I moved out to the highway, which is still King County. So I like to tell people I'm from King County. Right. Like I don't even talk about a city, a family. neighborhood. I say I'm from King County, just right. like you hear Miami, Dade County. I'm from King County. Um, I have a lot of relationships broad across King County, but that's where my upbringing came from. And um, I met Devon when I was 19. We went to college together and we just started planning for the future and wanting to be entrepreneurs. We knew that from the jump that we were both hustlers and we just wanted to keep that going, but in a legit way right. and um, taking everything we've learned in our youth and like growing into our adulthood with that. So how'd you guys come up with the ideal for the for the postman? I know you're talking about being an entrepreneur, but like where did that really like where did that spark from for y'all? Yeah, so we did it all like we made a list, as cliche as it sounds. We literally in college made a list of businesses we would like to get into. We had gentlemen clubs on there. <laughs> we had mailbox business, we had grocery store, food, restaurant, like anything you can think of. A clothing boutique was actually our first business we started that didn't take off at all. Right. It was called Mateo Lamar. We were taking French and like <laughs> we were into some other stuff, but that didn't take off. And then um, we were actually using private mailboxes a lot because we were moving around so much. And we we're like, this right here makes sense. And then moving back to the CD and the post office leaving, we were really like, and we were talking with a lot of um, developers at the time right. about getting into a space and wanting to start our own business. And they were like, well, you know, this is kind of what we need. Or if you're thinking about this, it'll work perfect in one of our buildings. So we just, once it worked, that was like what we started planning at. And we started planning the postman in 2016. It right. didn't open until 2018. So it was a good two years of just jotting down ideas. Planning it out. So it sounds like you guys always wanted to be an entrepreneur. It sounds like you tried some other ventures and this kind of tested the waters to see how things are going. But also sounds like what, what you explained is kind of a market analysis. You kind of figured out what the need was with the post office going down, talking to other business members and really just going from there and filling, filling a void that that community mm -hmm. needed. Yeah, definitely. And just Devon being an athlete, it was like athletics are only going to take you so far. Yeah. So that's could be a plan A or a plan B, but you have to have that other like what's the longevity. Right. So we knew entrepreneurship was that and getting into the mailbox business 
that was like, um, you know, you can retire off of that. You can be a basketball player or athlete for so on, uh, so long, but something that you can come home to. And that's what he did. He came home to it and we just kept it going. Yeah, that's real. Having that long longevity is real, especially when you're talking about building wealth, right? Even folks that make it to the NBA a lot of times or the NFL or whatever it may be, it's usually a short period of time and they may get a lot of resources, but they don't really know what to do with it then it's kind of for not right so yeah. so i think you know it's great that you guys at that, that young age or at the young age when you guys started even thinking about entrepreneurship when you guys was like in college and stuff and started mapping mapping stuff out is you guys were ahead of the head of the curve uh for sure so what motivates you to continue the work that you do and like like what's your why you kind of talked about it a, a little bit but you know like what motivates you like to do what you do in the community and the work that you're doing and then like what's your why for doing what you do so the why is like built into our business, keeping communities connected. For me personally, that why is important just because of my upbringing and feeling like I don't just have my own community. I've had to embrace being more like, um, I like to refer like a dandelion. Like you blow me, I'ma land and my seeds are gonna sprout and that just becomes what part of me. So that's the why. It's just like staying connected to people, and it's not necessarily just holding people to moment by moment accountability, but like, how can I help you right now? Right. Or how's what I'm doing right now going to help you in the future? Or how's my life laying down a foundation um, that's going to help my community, my children? And I think of my children a lot because then they have their friends. And if I think of them, then that's like thinking of the whole community. Right. And keeping your guys is keeping folks connected is so dope just with the mail and community and just seeing how the communities come around you guys to really support is dope too. And this shows the the impact that you guys have on us. And so I want to say you have no community. I think you got a lot of, a lot of community, but I liked your analogy of the dandelion, but that, that was dope. Like my seeds are going to, wherever I land, I'm going to plant roots in and flourish. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I think it's dope. Your guys is just even talking about keeping community connected is Cause that's really what mail is, right? You know, mm -hmm. and, and these services really is, but it's really, what I'm hearing from you is bigger than that. It's about the legacy. It's about community. It's about your kids. How do we keep everybody connected together as a community? And like I said, once again, filling that void with the post office, leaving the CD. Yeah. You know, this is a huge need. And like, just with the address in general, when you think about being a citizen, your address is like one of the most important aspects to being a citizen of the United States. Right. It like makes you somebody. If you don't have an address, it's like, hold on. <laughs> right. What are you really about? Where are you? You're like nobody at this point. We can't trust what you're doing. Right. So providing addresses with a professional street address, it allows businesses, it allows personal use to like have that foundation. So then they, wherever they're at in their life, they're able to continue on. And um, that's what we, we think for having an address in the CD. And then we're going to have our second store um, on South Willow, which is the South End, but still Martin Luther King. Right. Um, is that we're providing addresses, a foundation. We're just coming into neighborhoods that are already here. And we just want to continue to grow with what's already here. And um, yeah. Yeah, that's real. about Especially the business aspect, too, is like, People don't really take you serious. Like, what do you do? Mm -hmm. How do I get in high contact? What's your address? It's like, well, I don't have no address. I just work out of here and there and so on, so, so, so on and so forth. So I, I agree. It gives you that level of credibility 
when you have that address, hey, mail it to me or here's where my shipping address is or whatever. That really makes a difference. So I agree with you on that. So describe and you talked about this a little bit. <clears throat> describe your journey, whatever you um, describe as success. Like what, what would you say your journey towards success was and what has been like your biggest lessons learned? Mm, that's a good question. <laughs> hmm. I'm huge on words, so I'm trying to like break up the word success, trying to, uh, I know I've looked it up a hundred times, can't think of it right now, but um, what was the second part you asked? So describe your, like mi your mission towards success, you know, like how you're, how you're moving towards success. And then what are your biggest lessons learned in that? So, you know, your, the steps you took towards being successful and you may consider yourself successful or you may think you got a lot more to go to be successful, right? So towards success and then like what are your lessons like what lessons have you learned through that process so i'm gonna start with the lessons i've learned i've learned that in success that everything adds up if you're faithful you believe that everything that comes into your view into your what i like to call your mirror is on purpose like you're not gonna miss nothing that's for you if you miss it it wasn't for you so those are my biggest lessons is to people will call it positivity but it's just like taking the moment and not even putting on positive or negative, but just everything adds up. And so that's like my biggest thing when it comes to success or lessons learned is like nothing's done in vain. And if you go back, I'm a data person. If you go back and look at your data, it's going to add up one way or another, but it depends on what your mind um, intent is. If you want to feel angry and you look back, you're going to see nothing but things that are going to anger you. If you want to feel love and you look back, you're going to see that. If you want to look back and see what we think is success, success sometimes just seems like I accomplished something or I'm making it further. But sometimes being set back is success because you're learning something that maybe you didn't learn before. Like in astrology, it's called retrograde. So sometimes you gotta go retrograde, but right. that doesn't mean you're not being successful. So like in the store, I like to tell customers, I am grossly optimistic. It's gonna sound gross. It might make you sick to your stomach how much I'm just like, nah, that's gonna work for you. Or like, let's channel that some way. Let's figure out how this situation's happening for you. but. How can we channel that to like be what it is that you want, what you're seeking? Um, so those are my biggest lessons that I try to like for myself and to um, share with other people, too. No, that's dope. Thank you. Thank you for that insight. It was a dope breakdown. Um, so we're going to take a quick commercial break. Uh, we'll return here in a second with the Miss Kiana. Get informed about your rights as an employee working in the city of Seattle. Check out BUILD's labor law information at www.build206.com forward slash labor standards today. Welcome back to the Bill Blackwell podcast. We are here with Kiana from The Postman. Thank you again for joining us. So we're going to jump back in. <clears throat> so speaking of this, like you guys are one of our participants of our Bill Black Wealth program. So we were able to uh invest some resources into your guys's business and thinking of that and just everything that you've been involved with uh, through your career, through your tenure as an entrepreneur and just the community in general, what resources do you think are needed for others in our community to be successful to and or to start a business like just like to start the journey? Like what what resources do you think are really needed? Well, first, let me say the um, 
Devon did, was it a grant? Yeah. Okay. He did the grant on his own. Usually I handle all the grant work and all that. So the amount of, um, uh, I would say pride, but just joy it brought him to complete that and then be rewarded for it. And then you guys had the big, um, showing we still got the check. It's been hanging <laughs> up in our living room since he got it. That's it's like up. one of the only things hanging up because our walls are just very plain. And um, that's, that's good to hear. Yeah, it, our whiteboards, and then you got the build black wealth, <laughs> big old giant check hanging up. And uh, I think it just reminded him that, like, yeah, if I if I wanted to do it, I can do it because all the time it was like, you know, I'm filling everything out. And people would be like, oh, that's the brains. Your wife's the brains. So there was times where that's cool and all, but being able to do it yourself and realize like, yeah, my wife got brains, but right. I can do this too. So that was important. And like, when he went to the thing, I sat in the car, I thought I could come, like I wanted to come in and stuff, but I, a lot of times I tried to promote for, um, for Devon to just and go ahead. Like right. I'm here, I got your support, but I want you to, um, like do this on your own, like feel what it feels like to really accomplish something that you normally just be like, wifey got it, right. or my assistant got it, or somebody else got it. Cause he delegates like probably the best delegator I've ever met is Devon. Cause it's like, dang, you get everybody to do everything. <laughs> but that's when a skill he, though. That's it is a, a, skill, a skill. Cause that's what I'm having to do now. That's a skill and you got to trust your team too. So you got to have a good it's team huge. to be able to delegate. Yeah. So, yeah. The amount of mental work it takes to like delegate and like, okay, this person's going to see it through. That's huge. Um, but, um, so that was huge. So I think your question was about. What resources do you feel are needed for folks to get into business or be an entrepreneur? Like what resources does the community need? Oh Yeah. So the uh, I think having the community partners that are there to give you money and those are always great. Like, hey, just write us up um, an invoice for supplies that you had to buy right. or how did COVID affect your business? Um, those simple grants that you know once i just write this they're gonna give me some money back those are huge right because then there's the bigger grants that you're writing and you're waiting like oh am i about to get this grant and right. then you might get a no but you've been waiting for months kind of calculating if you're going to get it or not because a part of applying for grants is you got to plan it out you got to put it in like a budget right. and all that so you're like really counting that money kind of and if you don't get it it can be discouraging but the resources of the um, organizations that really just hand over money right away, that's huge. Because as an entrepreneur, you are um, hunting money down. You're looking for the free money, the money where you got to do a little bit of work and get right. paid, a lot of bit of work and get paid. Because running your own business is really a, a huge investment that you're believing in the work you put in is going to pay you back as well. And you become part of the economy. So it's more than just living your own dream. You're like part of the fabric of the economy and making everything go. So being able to have organizations and funders, investors that like, you know, not necessarily no questions asked, but they're quick to like make not it easy. withhold. Make it easier. Make it not easier. Over, overburdensome is what I hear you saying. Yeah, some of the stuff PA be tripping. It'd be like, wow, you, you want, want a me thumbprint? to. Yeah, you uh, uh, like the application processes or um, a lot of times we're overthinkers yeah. and just like, am I doing this right? And we feel like there's some type of blueprint, um, but there's really not. 
that's something we've learned. And with all our resources, it's like there ain't no blueprint. And just because so-and-so got this grant doesn't mean you got to write it up exactly right. how they did it. It's just really being honest with where we're at and what we need. And um, yeah, I think that's that's like the resources that people can help with is like, be quick. Be quick to invest, <laughs> be quick to give that money off because it's going to come back yeah. as quick as we fund our staff and like we invest into supplies and things like it all usually comes back. And then that's like the abundance mindset. Yeah, they say scare money can't make money. You got to spend it to to make it and mm -hmm. move it around. Uh, so, yeah, we try to make our process as simple as possible, not overburdensome. You know, we also provide workshops that are attached to it but it's not like hey you have to come to these workshops if you do there's additional resources so on and so forth but also what i heard from a lot of entrepreneurs so far during this podcast and this in general is that mentorship that that you know that the community piece where like you said we're learning lots of a lot of us are first time or learning this stuff it's like having people that you can latch on to that's in the industry or in entrepreneurship or business ownership to be able to share their knowledge and information mm -hmm. to kind of take you under the wing or however you want to call it. Like that's, that's been very key to a lot of people that I've talked to. Has that been your experience too? Like just dealing with business, like talking to other business owners and trying to learn, like you were even talking about like some of the laws and different things that you got to go, like just being able to talk to people. Has that been helpful? Yeah, definitely. Cause before we opened our doors, that's what we were doing. We we're talking to developers. Then we're going to networking events right. and like, it's literally like coins in a piggy bank. You might go to something, but that whole event might not give you everything you need. But maybe that one conversation over in the corner right. just dropped a nugget that's like going to help you for 10 years. Right. And um, sometimes it feels like, dang, I got to go to this. I got to go to that. Like there's all this networking, but when's it going to actually show up? But sometimes that's just the work. You just got to go and rub shoulders, ask questions, just listen sometimes. Don't even like come with anything to say and just listen. Um, I had signed up for a Keisha credit um, workshop she did at like Amazon a couple years ago. And I was just like, shoot, she offering it. Like I'm about to sign up. I can't even remember if I had to pay anything. I think it was free. Right. It was with like the black um, network at Amazon. And I went, I sat in the front. I remember in school, like, oh, if you sit in the front, you could take better notes or something like that. So I sat right in the front. And at the end, she opened up an opportunity that like, hey, if you write me a memo, why you should be chosen to get a free business bestie, then you might win that. I stayed after I wrote it up <laughs> and I won it with right. another um, business that we, they gave it to two of us because maybe we were the only two or maybe there was more, we right. don't know, but we took that time because that opportunity was given. And then um, there was a lot of things in that course that like I had already learned or been going through, been asking other um, people about, but to be able to have that resource and to hear from somebody who had that experience and who was just offering it, it's just um, valuable. Right. And it's it's notes. But when you write things down, like they have a weird way of manifesting. And um, yeah. yeah, it all starts with a goal of writing stuff down. But also what I heard you say is like you wouldn't have got that opportunity if you wouldn't have went there for the learning experience. Right. You didn't even ex didn't even know that the other opportunity was coming. But, but you putting yourself in an area to learn put you in a position to 
mm-hmm. receive something additional. Yeah. So that's dope. It's kind of like watching the um the end of the movie after the credits and you see something extra. <laughs> right. and people, if they don't wait and see that part, yeah. they ain't going to see it. You're trying to dip up out of here too quick. You're missing the best part. Mm-hmm. You don't miss the you don't, you don't miss the best part of the movie. So this is kind of similar to another question. But as an entrepreneur, what's one tip or trick that you've learned that has helped you succeed? Mm. Trick, tip, tip or trick, tip or trick <laughs> that has helped me succeed. There's a couple. I take notes. Um, I believe everything happens for a reason. Um, the golden rule: treat others how you want to be treated. Those are the type of things that in entrepreneur, like in life general, but being an entrepreneur, a business person. Those keep me on my toes. And um, yeah, it's just very simple. Like the most simplest things kind of help with the complexity. And um, I'm an overthinker and all that. So I read, I do a lot of things to just kind of like make it make sense. Right. Because there's there's a lot of times where it might not make sense, but then I might just have to whip out the notes and just start writing that's that's what I would say. Like, if I'm overthinking, I'm gonna write. If I'm underthinking, I'm gonna read. So. That's, that's that's dope. And goals and notes. Like when I did when I was younger, um, I used to write my goals out, and then you'd be like your large goals, like hey, it's a year goal or two year goal or whatever. And then I would have the, the micro goals, right? Mm-hmm. And then I'd be I'm the guy I want to get up in the middle of the night and go to the fridge, right? So I would put my goals on the fridge. So every time I go, I'm gonna read my goals to make sure that I'm heading in the right direction as I achieve them. The micro yeah. goals, check, check, check. Boom, bought my house. Check, check, check. Did this. Check, check, check. You know, so it's like it's that's sounds so basic, but realistically, like the more you consume the information, the more it's it's gonna come to come to light. And and another thing that I will I'll share, and a lot of times I don't really share, I share this with the internal people I share, but I don't really share like in the camera, <clears throat> but I'll share like I'm a strong believer that things happen for a reason too. Cause actually how I met Devon and his cousin it was when I was in my early 20s. My brother had passed away. And so that <clears throat> got me working with young folks uh, down at Rainier Community Center. And uh, so if that didn't happen. I wouldn't have met a lot of these wonderful people that I'm tapped in in community. I wouldn't be sitting with you right now. Uh, so something tragic happened in my life that put me on a path um, to do a lot of amazing things. You know, do a lot of a lot of amazing things. So it's hard when you're in the storm to see, like, mm-hmm. what's the reason? To, and sometimes I still don't really know, like, why I had to lose my brother. Yeah. But I know there is a purpose or a reason, <clears throat> a reason for that. And, you know, it sparked me on the journey that I'm on now and will continue to be on. Uh, so I just wanted to share that based on what you said, because it's sometimes when you're going through trials and tribulations, like I know you're dealing with right now it's really hard to really see like what is the, what's the what's the purpose yeah. but there is I, I agree with that i'm a strong believer that it's, it, there is a reason for everything happening because if it doesn't everything that's everything's connected in life and uh when you're in the storm it's hard to see yeah. the silver lining but the silver lining is always there and see i started building off that faith time before it before devon was murdered like that was something like we talked about a lot. So then once the time came, it's like, now I got to practice what, I, what I've been preaching, right. what I've been studying, what I like feel like I really believe because it's easy to believe it when you're not losing somebody's life. And um, but then when that happened, 
I had to tap into those tools. I Otherwise, I don't know what I would have did. If I didn't tap into those tools of believing like this all has purpose and then the way the community just flooded into support immediately, right. it just kept me afloat and didn't allow me to sink into the why and how could this and like it happened. Right. Now we're going to move forward and it's like, cold as that might sound or whatever that sounds or feels like to people who want to take a lot of time. Like I've already took a lot of time. Right. My life has already been what it's been. And I can't take no time when we plan so much to move forward. Right. That would just be in vain of like, now I got to take all this time when we've already planned this out. Like we've already decided what we want to do so there's really no question yeah what folks need to understand is people process things differently mm -hmm. too so um and that's okay people need to be okay with this because i don't deal with things the way you deal with or you don't deal with things the way i deal with it doesn't mean that either one of us are dealing with things wrong yeah you know so everybody processes things differently but i just wanted to share that with you and and the folks because it's like I, i'm a strong believer that um and i didn't learn it like you did i didn't learn it before it happened it's like as i've gone through this process i've been able to reflect back and look like man i done met people like larry evans isaiah anderson devon his cousin dale like all these people i've came in contact with off this tragedy of of um losing my brother and i've been able to secure resources to inject it into the community make it non-burdensome so i've been able to do a lot of events, a lot of activities and things, you know, and I think it made me a better father, you know, for my mm -hmm. son. I think there's a lot of things that, you know, it just was kind of a wake up call. Um, See, yeah. you asked me earlier about lessons. So a lot of times we say our lost are lessons or, you know, something like that. And I don't like to believe I lost Devon. I like to think and this doing my uh, grief work with good grief, which is um, a woman in the CD um, is that they transition. Right. And in their transition, they're still giving their self. We might not see their physical body or whatever, but that inspired you to do the work that you're doing. And so your brother's living on. It's, it's definitely not the same. And nobody's going to argue that. Right. But all we have is what we didn't lose to uh, keep pushing us forward. And um, I think you have more to gain than to lose because look at what you're doing now and how many lives you touch. When I met Devon, you were there, like not necessarily there at that day, but like he was hooping. He was going right. to late night still. He was only 18 when I first met him. And um, I remember seeing you and I always remember seeing you just throughout the years. And so that's how people are going to be now that Devon's physical body's not here. I didn't lose him. We didn't lose him, but he's, propelling me forward. He's inspiring me, motivating me more than he probably ever has because now it's just on my plate, like your brother. Maybe it's just now all on your plate, but he's there still in your memories, just in your DNA to keep you um, finding purpose in that. That's dope. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> dope. Um, what is the best advice you can give somebody, you know, who wants to get started? Like they're just struggling to get started. Like what's the best advice this could be business personal whatever goals so you talk about goals and things like that like what's the best advice you can give somebody best advice and advice is just additional additional advice like what works for you this i'm giving you what works for me i write things down i listen to music um just stay open 
and things will kind of come to you and just um, give yourself grace. I would say grace is a huge thing that I've learned over the years and grace. What it is for me is um, like time, space, just honoring your feelings. I'm a big um, feeling person. I'm not big on words, but I'm big on like, what do I feel? What do I smell? What have I tasted? Um, what's my appetite? What have I heard? Those um, is what I work through. So that might work for people. It might not. Um, I use astrology. I use a lot of things to tap into myself because I think the deeper you go with yourself, right. then you're able to um, spread yourself or open yourself outward. And vice versa. You open yourself outward, you're absolutely going deeper with yourself, even if it feels like, oh, I'm all I'm dealing with is other people and not my own stuff. But that's part of dealing and realizing for yourself that you might be more of a Mother Teresa type where you deal with a lot of people, but that's still you. Right. Or you might be more to yourself. Me, I sit on the couch and I can get to going on my phone and on my iPad like nobody's business. Right. But um that's what works for me sometimes. And um, I would say that's just the, my advice is just tap into what works for you and not being like um, comparing yourself to other people because what works for you might not be like my jam. But right. um, yeah. So, so find what works for you and lock lock in on that. Yeah. And really, it's not just one thing. Right. It's just not like that's like being more open to this worked for me today, but right. tomorrow it's going to be something else. Or maybe for five days in a row, three months, I'm doing the same thing. It's, that's the grace. Right. The grace is really like, okay, the, at this moment, I'm somebody different than I was a moment ago. Because really our sales change <laughs> every 30 days. Like we're never the same person that we are physically, mentally. It all just runs in and out of us. So if we give ourselves that grace, then we can accept that we're forever changing. We're forever collecting energy and giving out energy. And um, that'd be my biggest advice. That's dope. So how can folks get a hold of the postman? How can they stay tapped in, you know, do business with you guys, support <laughs> you guys? What, how, how do people get in contact with I you? I need to have that on the sweater because <laughs> like we were talking about our memory. I think I'm pretty sure we're the postman Seattle.com. And mind you, I made all these handles. <laughs> all right. If you want to reach out to us and um, find out what we're doing, what we're up to, what we've been doing, what our plans are for the future, um, you can tap on with us on our website, which is thepostmanseattle.com. We're heavy on the Instagram. I don't know why it's Instagram. Maybe because it feeds to Facebook. It's the metaverse. But on Instagram, we're the postman underscore Seattle. Um, and that's where we, we post a lot too first. And then it goes right to our Facebook. We have a LinkedIn and, um, all that good stuff that we need to update. But if you follow us on Instagram or hit our website, that's going to be the best bet. And their information is also in the description. So feel free to tap in. So I want to thank you again for taking time out to come chop it up with us and share some of the gems, some of the knowledge, some of your mission that you've been on to open up a, a, a business and uh, just the work that you're doing as an entrepreneur. Yeah, thank you. Thank you guys for having me. So once again, this is Dre with Bill 206, Bill 206 Media. Until next time, peace.
Media produces culturally relevant content for Black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.